0: Politics should not be your life. Government should be so small that it can't do everything you want and it can't take everything from you. You know, partly... Partly what the what the left did here was they made everything about politics, right? They wake up and what can we fight about? And what can the government do? And all of these things. And they believe, in essence, that the government is God. That everything that is right in front of you on any given day, that that is the truth and that is real and that's why you must fight. And at the same time, you got to fight Nazis. And by God, all of your political opponents are Nazis. And it's all just nonsense. So whether your framework for living... Outside of that is through religion or philosophy or whatever works for you or your family unit. You have to have something that sits much bigger that politics is just right inside of. But the day that they trick us all to think that politics is the answer to everything is the day we lose. What up, yo? I'm Dave Rubin. It is July 26, 2022. This is The Rubin Report. We are live streaming on Rumble YouTube and Blaze TV. And who was that guy making all that sense over at Turning Point Student Action Summit in Tampa this past weekend? Uh, we wanted to show you just a little snippet of my speech. We're working on getting the the full video there, but we thought that would be a nice way to start the show today because the government shouldn't be that big. It shouldn't be on your back. You should live freely as you wish. And that is sort of the tone of today's show. We'll get into the specifics uh, on that in just a second. But tonight, people, if you're looking to do something special, the Blaze has a special for you. They've got a special for your special evening. Uh, It's called Uncensored, The Alarming Truth of COVID vaccines. Uh, This was done by Glenn Beck and his really fantastic staff. And Blaze guys, they really dive in to the topic. Well, they dive into all topics uh, deeply and thoughtfully. And uh, and really, it's a a full look at what is going on with the vaccines, side effects, how this was pushed on us, mandates, and much more. It's out tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern. You can go to blazetv.com slash uncensored. Use promo code UNSAFE for $20 off your first year subscription. Uh, So what we're gonna be talking about mostly today uh, is how the Democrat playbook, this playbook that was sort of what I was referencing in that speech, that everything is about politics at all time and everything must be hysterical and everything must be fought, uh, that it's not really working, that the hysteria is starting to wear out on people, that you cannot maintain the level of political insanity all the time. You can sort of keep it going for a while and you can keep the temperature hot for a while, but eventually people start realizing, oh, another crisis. Oh, this is another Nazi I'm fighting, another thing. And it's just like, it doesn't work. And then of course they always find new tricks, but it's not really working. They are revealing their playbook for the election. It's radical, it's dangerous. You guys see it. But the good news is that most Americans know Just that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Let me get to Ramp real quick and then we will get to it. Uh, If you guys want a better way to simplify your business finances across expenses, payments, and accounting, then Ramp is a complete game changer. Ramp is a corporate card and financial software suite designed to help you save time and put money back in your pocket. The product gives finance uh, finance teams unprecedented control and insight into company spend. With Ramp, you're able to create budgets, issue cards to every employee with limits and restrictions, and automate expense reporting so you can stop wasting time at the end of the month. Ramp's accounting software automatically collects receipts and categorizes your expenses in real time so that you don't have to. The, The time you'll save each month on employee expenses will allow you to close your books in days, not weeks. It's easy to use, get started, issue virtual and physical cards and start making payments in less than 15 minutes, whether you have 5 employees or 5000. And now get $250 when you join Ramp. Just go to ramp.com/ruben. That's ramp r slash m p.com/ruben and now back to me. Okay, so the Democrats, I don't like these people very much. I used to be one of them. I think my mom's one of them, so I like some of them to some degree. I think a lot of them are very confused, not really sure what happened. They think that the Democrat Party is still the Democrat Party of, say, 30, 35 years ago, which it ain't, in case you're not uh, playing at home. Uh, The Democrats have just run this rampant, wild, spend everything, government will do everything, lock you down, destroy your life policy, defund the police. Okay, you get all that stuff. Uh, and it's not working, and the polls are showing it's not working. So CNN is now starting to have to figure out, well, how do we talk about this? Because, gosh darn it, we're gonna lose the election because CNN obviously is a, is a bunch of Democrats. So Jake Tapper, who is a you know quote-unquote journalist, but he's, in essence, he's a Democrat, uh, he had a panel with a bunch of Democrats talking about what the Democratic strategy has been and, and if it's working, and things got a little weird.
1: Is it not? Democrats playing with fire because oh, yeah, no polls doubt in Pennsylvania. But it's you, you are correct. Mastriano was winning even before Josh Shapiro, the Democratic nominee started running ads about him. But is it not playing with fire when the Democratic Governors Association boosts these election denies? No, no, there's no doubt we're playing with fire. Is it playing with fire?
2: Uh, I I'm It's a yes
1: or no question. Yes, okay. it
2: is. Okay. <laughs> are they playing with fire? Sure. But it is a Republican base that is voting for people Correct. who deny the results of the last election, want to criminalize abortion, and will only make sure that the people they support for president Here's win the bad next policy. election.
3: If you believe that Trump represents some kind of a crisis to democracy, you can't in good faith make those ads and then still ask center-right Republicans to believe you 100%. that you are... 100 yeah. percent
1: true on this let me ask
0: okay so there's a reason that i wanted to show you a clip from cnn and i should have apologized before airing it um they're trying to figure out what to do about these republicans who are gaining steam and a lot of republicans who are gaining gaining steam uh, whether you whether you like them or not they are they are backed by trump they're sort of these america first republicans uh there they were talking about this mastriano guy uh, in Pennsylvania, but then you have other people like Blake Masters, who I like a lot, obviously, who I think is gonna be the next senator from Arizona and Carrie Lake, who's been on the show, who I think is gonna be the next governor of Arizona. There's J.D. Vance in Ohio, that there's these people who are Trump backed. And once you get Trump backed, in essence, what they wanna say is that you're a white supremacist and a bigot and an election di- denier and everything else. Now, of course, what's funny about the, their election deniers, these are the very same people. I mean, Jake Tapper, if he had any degree of, of humility, he would, he would say, well, gosh, guys, you know, you are saying that about the election denial, but I did run for four years running this program with the election deniers on every day. And we had all these CIA people who made up all this stuff in the dossier. And for four years, you know, Hillary Clinton, Trump is an illegitimate president and all of the lies that they did and then hiding the Hunter Biden laptop and all that stuff. But obviously they don't really, they're not very good at looking in the mirror and seeing what they're doing. Of course, that's part of, that's part of the game. So they fear that. Uh, she also said, that woman, the first woman said something, uh, that they want to criminalize abortion. And it's like, that's really not what's going on here. Uh, you guys know that. The reversal of Roe v. Wade was simply putting something back to the states that was the right of the states in the first place, meaning that the states are supposed to do most of the stuff. There was no federal right uh, in the the constitution to abortion. We all know that the word abortion is not in there. And now the states will do what they do. Uh, Will some states make abortion outright criminal? There might be two or three states and you will be allowed to leave those states to have an abortion if so. uh, But most states are, you can see it. You can see it right now. If you can just look through the thin veil of nonsense that they're putting on you. Most states are doing fairly moderate things. You guys know my feelings about Florida. Florida is the model for the country really right now, if America is gonna continue, America needs to be more like Florida. Florida, which is a red state with a red governor, who we'll obviously talk more about in just a moment, uh, has a 15 week ban, a three and a half month ban on abortion. And guess what, the pro-life people aren't complaining. And really, although the pro-choice people, you know, the blue people in Florida, which if you're blue in Florida, I don't know what you're doing, uh, they're, they're complaining, but it's not like a war going on here over it because most sane people, And I'm not talking about the really like the absolute pro-life people. And I'm not talking about the nine-month abortion people, post-birth abortion people. Most people understand that negotiation between your personal religious belief and then, of course, what public policy has has to be. So what's going on here, basically, is just endless fear-mongering. If if it's going to be any Trump-back candidate that wins, they're going to have to be white supremacists and bad people and election deniers, and they're probably insurrectionists and all all sorts of stuff. So since that's not really working, since the false cries of racism and all that stuff's not working, what do you got to do? You got to bring back COVID. It's back, baby. And Fauci, who took about two months off from being on TV, he got... Uh, COVID, while he was taking some time off, even though he's twice vaxxed and double boosted, and God knows what else they're injecting him with, probably some of the same cocktail that keeps Biden awake. Uh, Fauci is suddenly back, uh, that he dares even show his face is just beyond imagination. And he is now going on television, saying if only they had pushed for more restrictions, it wouldn't have got this bad.
1: We know now, two and a half years later, that anywhere from 50 to 60% of the transmission occur from someone without symptoms, either someone who never will get symptoms or someone who is in the pre-symptomatic stage. Had we known that then, the insidious nature of spread in the community would have been much more of an alarm and there would have been much, much more stringent Uh, restrictions in the sense of very, very heavy encouraging people to wear masks, physical distancing, or what have you.
0: I don't know what to call the guy beyond an authoritarian psychopath. What else could you possibly say? Now, first off, that he didn't know. They didn't know back then that asymptomatic people were spreading COVID. Now, first off, if you're asymptomatic, you're feeling pretty good. So if you have COVID and you're asymptomatic, who cares? Who cares? A test come back. and It goes, oh, you got COVID. And you go, well, I feel pretty good. (laughs) I'm going to go continue with my life. And many people got COVID and felt completely fine. So that's number one. Now, I suppose, yes, you could be asymptomatic and spread it to someone who could catch it. Okay, fine. Just like anything else, you might have a cough or the flu or something like that and walk into a store and get someone sick. It's part of life, right? And we have immune systems for this reason humans and their bodies, blood cells and things of that nature, immunity, and then, you know, contacting with the real world and, you know, shit going to happen. That's kind of how it works. The idea that he says that whether it was about uh, asymptomatic people or not, that he, in retrospect, they should have done more stringent lockdowns, more masking and everything else. They fired doctors. They fired nurses. They fired it doesn't matter what your job was, all of us are essential. <laughs> I know I'm a crazy radical right-wing extremist. I believe all humans are essential. And they fired the, not only the people that they first deemed non-essential, but then they fired the people that they were deeming essential when those essential people didn't want to get their experimental uh, injection, which of course turned out not to work as promised. And some people are saying now it doesn't even work at all. And it's actually making people more, uh, more basically uh, susceptible to COVID. OK, so there, the idea that he could possibly look back, he should be so shamed. This man should be so shamed. And he is the highest paid person in the federal government. He makes about four hundred twenty grand a year working for the federal government. And that he basically says, no, we should have done more. We should have done more. And it's not just that we should have done more back then. Uh, he wants to bring back masks and the rest of it. Look at this.
1: Who are in a zone or a, or a or a county, state, or a city that has a very high level of dynamic of viral circulation, the CDC would recommend strongly that you wear a mask in a congregate indoor setting. And that would include schools, places of work, uh, anything that brings people together in a closed uh, environment. That is good public health practice.
0: Okay, now, if you are elderly or immunocompromised or all this stuff, and you guys know this, everyone knows this already, right? Everyone knows this. Then you should take whatever precautions you see fit, if that's avoiding crowds, if that's wearing a mask, whatever. The idea that the CDC would still be pushing all of this stuff, that he dare goes out there as a representative, uh, technically, I guess he works at the NIH, but he talks about what CDC guidance is, that he dares go out there and t- still two and a half years later is telling people to socially distance and wear masks and get the vaccines and all those things. It's like, man, you should have been fired. You should have, if all of the shit that you told us for two and a half years worked, then we wouldn't be in this situation, would be, would we? unless, call me crazy, you guys want a perpetual uh, crisis. And it not only will be a COVID-related perpetual crisis, but it eventually will be a climate-related perpetual crisis and then alien invasion perpetual crisis, a zombie apocalypse uh, uh, perpetual crisis. I've been watching Resident Evil on Netflix. It's just they want more and more and more. But you can tell that aside from COVID policy, there's a shift in political sen- sentiment on COVID from the Democrats. Uh, And you can see it very obviously, uh, because as you know, a couple days ago, Joe Biden got COVID. Now he told everybody that he got cancer, turned out that that was just because of the dementia, but he did actually get COVID. Uh, And Connor put together this great video. Uh, What you're gonna see here, the first half of what you're gonna see is uh, Whoopi Goldberg on The View talking about uh, Donald Trump when he got COVID. And then we are gonna juxtapose My favorite word. We are going to juxtapose that with Whoopi Goldberg on The View talking about when Joe Biden got COVID.
2: He's the head of the free world so he's whatever they're giving him they're giving him to pump him up and make him look like he ain't sick i guess he's forgotten he says he gets it now you can't possibly get it you didn't go through it you whatever you have or whatever you got they got to you and they they gave you everything you needed to do but everybody else the rest of the people in the united states of america don't get to do what you do Right before the show we found out that President Biden has covid and is experiencing mild symptoms he's isolating at the White House and uh, I'm sure we all wish him a speedy recovery. We do. I wish I was isolating at the White House. <laughs> Can
0: you bring me a grilled cheese?
3: <laughs> I mean the good news is is that he's double boosted he's fully vaccinated. Yeah. This is a very situation a very different situation than when the former president had covid before it was a different uh, He was vaccinated and you
0: know, yeah, um, that sort of thing. Oh, Sonny, she is such a dullard. Yeah, that's right. Biden is double vaxxed and double boosted and he still got COVID. Trump was not vaxxed when he got COVID and he was basically back in action 24 hours later, despite the fact that most people uh, in the media were not wishing him well. The amount of people that were that were hoping and praying for his death on Twitter and elsewhere was through the roof, but I just wanted to show you that just cause I know you get it, but it's like just showing you the general tone. It was like when Trump got it, it was like sort of his fault that he got it, even though he was the guy that got Operation Warp Speed to get all the vaccines out there. You may not like the vaccines now or have wanted to take a vaccine, but like for these people who are vaccine worshipers, right? They're science worshipers that you'd think they'd be a little thankful, for Trump. I mean, they're literally saying, oh, but it's very different because you know Biden got the vaccine. He's been jabbed 87 times. That had a little something to do with Trump. But you, when it was Trump got it, it was like there was a certain anger towards Trump. Uh, but when Biden got it, well, we wish him well. And you know, hopefully, as if, they, as if they let Biden hold a phone to order a grilled cheese, there's no chance in hell. Uh, but the thing is, they need Trump. They need Trump. And that's why the, the 2024 race is so complex. Because the, the media, CNN, MSNBC, The View, ABC, CBS, all that stuff, their ratings are dumping out. And what is the thing that could get their ratings going again? It's the thing they hate most. And that's why this is a match made in hell. It's Donald Trump. That simply is true. So then, of course, this brings us to, well, is Trump going to run? What's he thinking? All that stuff. Well, Donald Trump spoke at Turning Point. Uh, Student Action Summit on Saturday. And uh, he sort of dropped some hints.
1: The fake news media is totally complicit in this whole deal. And if I renounced my beliefs, if I agreed to stay silent, if I stayed home, if I announced that I was not going to run for office, the persecution of Donald Trump would immediately stop. We know that. Everybody knows that. But that's what they want me to do and you know what there's no chance i do that there's just no chance i do that i can't do that
0: all right so that kind of sounds like you're running right like i'm gonna keep fighting i'm gonna keep going he's giving these political speeches this, the general sentiment from what i'm hearing and In my little world is that he is going to run. And then, of course, there's still this issue between him and DeSantis. And can they break bread? Can they figure this thing out? Is there a way that they can come together? Do they need to have it out? Is that the best thing that could happen? All of that stuff. Uh, But Trump is a piece. He's actually like a physical piece in a way. If you looked at, if you just open their knapsack of stuff that the Democrats have, having Trump in the knapsack is right there. It's right there because they need him so that they can paint the rest of us as insurrectionists and racists and all of that stuff. And because he gets clicks and views. uh, And he basically stands in defense of everything that they hate, like sort of America. Uh, We're going back to the view, Jesus. Here's Anna Navarro saying how Trump is worse than DeSantis.
3: I, I live in Florida and uh, as many issues I ha- as I have with DeSantis, I don't think it's the same thing because I don't think DeSantis has been involved in promoting a coup uh, against America and in being part of the organization. So I do... Not yet. Well, uh, so okay, when saying... he does, yeah. then I'll have that issue with him. Yeah. But until now, I don't think th- I, I, I think... I think Donald Trump is in a class all by himself. Thank God. Thank God there's only one Donald Trump.
0: So there's something so interesting going on here, first off, that, OK, Anna, and I'm, I'm told, again, that I live fairly close to Anna Navarro, so I'm going to see her one day while I'm walking Clyde. And he has uh, the scent of the view women on him. And it's like, what he does, I don't know. What can I, I can't stop him. How he got the scent of the view ladies, I can't, I can't tell you. Super deal. Uh, but Anna, what she's saying there is sort of interesting. So Donald Trump, of course, Donald Trump caused a coup. Now let's remember the coup, which had no leader, it had no plans, they brought no weapons. Uh, The uh, officers at the Capitol let everybody in. There were some grandmas that took selfies, a bunch of that kind of stuff. And then yes, a few few bad people were there, of course, too, uh, who were being held on trial indefinitely and a whole bunch of other stuff, Uh, you know, isolated uh, punishment and all that, okay, fine. Uh, But Joy's response to he hasn't started a coup, not yet. That's what Joy said, not yet. So you can see what they're doing. Trump right now still looms the largest, right? He's the orangest, he's the biggest, his hair is the craziest, he's the number one threat. But you can see what they will do to DeSantis. And I think this is the key thing for anyone who is not a woke lefty or a Democrat, anyone who's willing to go against the machine. What they did to Donald Trump, they will do to you. And what I mean by that actually is not just anyone who's in politics. If Whatever it is that you do in your life, If you stand up to the thing, they will throw everything they got at you. That's what cancel culture is all about. That's what this fear is all about. That's what this revolution, or I would say this counter revolution against their revolution is all about. So DeSantis will be painted as he's just as bad as Trump, but he's more competent. So he's even worse. That's the new thing. The New Yorker magazine just did a big piece on that, that he's got all of the policies of Trump, but he knows how to staff. And he knows how to actually execute. Trump is just shooting from the hip, doesn't really know what he's doing. So he's even worse. So that's gonna be a sort of blend that we're gonna constantly see there. Uh, And then of course, uh, the other thing that they're gonna constantly be pushing is Liz Cheney, because there is nothing that the media loves more than a pet Republican, a Republican who will go on television to tell you how bad Republicans are and who never accomplishes nor conserves anything. Uh, And uh, this is, interesting, a little more from The View. Man, we're really putting them through it today. I feel like I owe you guys a drink. Uh, this is this Charlemagne, the God guy. I, I can't call him that. I can't call him that. So when we, I can't call someone else God. It, it's blasphemy, man. So apparently his name is Leonard McElvey. Okay. So some people call him Charlemagne, the God. His name's Leonard. Okay. It's cool. Fine. So here's Leonard on The View uh, and they're asking him about, about Liz Cheney. Okay
3: we were talking about politics and we were talking about Liz Cheney and there's some people like me who see her as a profile in courage as a historical figure uh as somebody who's Liz cheney yes how do you see her
1: (laughs) not none of those things I mean I don't I don't I I I mean that's a broad question how do I see her like
3: yeah because some people see her as a hero in today's politics no some people see her as a zero well she's standing up to people who say that the election
1: was stolen. Yeah, but she was complicit for four years. I mean, when you ride with uh, Donald Trump on damn near everything for four years, I don't think you can be considered a hero. All
0: right. So, Leonard, look, I'm not really into what you're saying there either. It's just interesting to watch this. It's like Anna wants him to be like, yes, Trump's the worst. Liz Cheney is the worst. And he's like, wait a minute, but Liz kind of like Trump. So I don't know about that. Also, I don't know what Leonard's talking about. Like what do you, she ran, you know, she was with Trump. She rode with Trump for four years. And boy, what what happened? Well, we had no wars. Remember that no war thing? That was pretty good. We had lowest all time uh, black and Latino unemployment. That was pretty good. Remember that? That was pretty good. He was the first term president to ever come in uh, for marriage equality. That seemed pretty good. Uh, things were going quite well. You could go to crateandbarrel.com and order a chair that would come in the same calendar year. That was pretty good. Uh, so it's just sort of funny watching these people operate, but there's nothing more that people like Anna Navarro, sort of the just these generic you know, rotating cast of nothingness people that are in mainstream media, there's nothing more than they love than that pet Republican who goes on these shows, says what they want, they get a cookie, they get pat on the head, sometimes on the butt, and they get out of there. So here is uh, Liz Cheney, uh, who's about to lose her congressional seat, by the way, uh, she's going to lose it to Harriet Hageman, who I had on the show, because the people uh, hate her up there. Um, she uh, she is now, of course, being asked about running in 2024, despite having literally no support except Anna Navarro.
3: I haven't really, uh, at this point, I have not made a decision about uh, 2024. Um, and I am really very focused on on the substance of what we have to do on the select committee, uh, very focused on the work that I have to do to represent the people of Wyoming, um, and I'll make a decision about 2024 down the road.
0: You really need to understand this. No offense to the people in Wyoming. Wyoming is actually quite lovely state. I've only driven through it uh, twice and, and stopped once briefly, uh, but it is a huge state. It is an energy-producing state. There are good people who live there. It has one, it has one congressional seat. That's it. That's the one. The only reason you know of Liz Cheney. Obviously, it partly is because of her last name. Her dad was the VP, got us into, uh, remember the Iraq war Uh, and you remember all that and his connections to the companies that were rebuilding and all the money and all that stuff. Okay, fine. Uh, But the only reason you really know anything about Liz Cheney right now is she's giving the Democrats and the media exactly what they want. And if you give them exactly what they want, they will start talking about you as a presidential candidate. There is literally nobody. There is nobody who is a Liz Cheney supporter. Nobody. Do you guys know any Liz Cheney? You guys are out there. You guys are out there. You're younger than me. You're out every night. You go out to the bars and things. People are talking about Liz Cheney. Nothing. You're not seeing the Liz Cheney bumper stickers. Nobody's talking about Liz Cheney. But the media loves Liz Cheney because what would she be? She'd be an anti Trump Republican who would accomplish absolutely nothing, who would then obviously lose in the presidential race. I mean, the rules of the game are just so obvious it's ridiculous. Speaking of other pet Republicans who get absolutely nothing done. Here's Adam Kinzinger and this loser. He's on his way out. He's not even running for re-election because he just became such a stooge and a tool. Uh, here he is. This is astute political analysis. Uh, here he is just saying that the Republicans are awful. His own party. Uh, the Republicans are just terrible and they're mean and bad and not good. Very people. I don't like them. What's your take on that, the state right now of the Republican Party, that that can be the case despite everything the hearings have laid out over the past few months? Yeah, the state of the party is a disaster.
2: I mean, look, there there are anecdotal. I have people that tell me, you know, hey, my dad was addicted to Fox News, never thought anything wrong with Donald Trump. Now he hates him because of these hearings. I hear anecdotal things like that.
0: Guys, he literally heard someone's dad say something. How was that? How did they not throw the breaking news Chiron on that? Kinzinger talked to somebody about their dad. What is going on here? These people watching these programs, they're all bananas. Somebody's dad's, I anecdotally heard that someone's dad said something. I better get on MSNBC and tell other people about Other people have dads. This whole thing's gonna come together. Jesus Christ. This guy thinks that people care more about January 6th and Ukraine than crime, than inflation, then gas prices, all of the stuff that we know that people actually care about, but that's why they keep putting them on. Oh, you don't do anything about anything. And you, you demonize the side that maybe is fighting back. Also this idea that the Republican party is in shambles or whatever. I got to tell you, I was just at the sunshine summit, as you guys know, which is the Republican party annual gala get together. I co-hosted it uh, this past weekend in Hollywood, Florida, and I know Florida is obviously the pinnacle of what's going on here in politics and the pinnacle of freedom and, and Americanism, uh, but the Republican Party is extremely rich right now with a, a diverse set of people, and I mean diverse in the in the idea set, and in the, I don't care about the other thing, but there were plenty of Latino people there and black people and Indian people and white people and Asian people and all of that stuff and gay people and straight people. Uh, the, the Republican Party is, is actually, I think having a, a a beautiful renaissance right now, and trying to figure out how you can take all of these disaffected liberals, all of these these sort of non-political people who have been mugged by Democrat reality, put them into this new party, and figure it out, and figure out how to work together those differences. That's what politics is all about. That's happening in the Republican Party right now. It really is but not if you watch MSNBC. Obviously, you can't do that. Uh, they're also weaponizing. What else do the Democrats do? They're, they weaponize the government against powerful people that they disagree with. So this is when I tell you that it's not just Trump when they're always going after Trump or they're always going after DeSantis or they're always going after Tucker Carlson. It's not just that they want to take them out or Jordan Peterson. Right? We played that video yesterday. He, he still hasn't been taken out. So that's good, right? They try to take you out, but they're, they're actually not as effective at it, at it as they used to be. Uh, but they will go for anyone who stands up. Hey, how about Elon Musk? Check this headline from the Daily Wire. Federal government launches systemic racism probe into Tesla. Uh, we got a little info on that. California's Department of Fair Employment and Housing said that it is that it has received hundreds of complaints from African-American workers who claim they had been segregated to the lowest levels of the workforce at the company and lacked representation in the ranks of executives, senior officials and managers. Tesla's most recent filings with the SEC indicated that the EEOC had issued a finding that closely parallels allegations from the state of California. Yet Tesla had formally called the DFEH investigation misguided and an attempt to generate publicity, noting that every one of the more than 50 uh, discrimination accusations faced by Tesla over the past five years has been debunked by the uh, the DFEH. Now, the reason I bring this up is, obviously, Elon Musk has become wildly outspoken related to politics. He tried to buy Twitter and, at the very least, has exposed Twitter to be completely fraudulent. He has gone on the record saying he would support Ron. DeSantis, he voted for Myra, Myra Flores in, uh, in Texas. Uh, first time he says he ever voted for a Republican. So then what happens? Next thing you know, the SEC is looking into his company about systemic racism. And by the way, I don't know the full racial breakdown of every Tesla employee. I don't know it. Uh, but if you just happen to hire people based on uh, their skills, it, their color will be irrelevant. Uh, So if you would like to work at a company where they hire not the people who are best skilled, but based on their sexuality or gender or color of skin, you're not going to get the best product. This is simply true. But that's a separate issue. The issue here is the this is what these people do. They weaponize the government. Right. This is the IRS, Obama's IRS going after all the Tea Party groups. They use the levers of government to destroy their opposition, and why would you do that? Because you have to distract from the larger issues, of course, that they've caused, sort of like the uh, recession, or as they call it, the non-recession. Here's black lesbian Corinne Jean-Pierre saying she's not even gonna tell you what recession means.
2: And what is
4: exactly the White House's definition of a recession? Again, we don't, we don't, def- I'm not going to define it from here. I'm just going to leave it to the NBER, as as we have stated, of how they define uh, recens- okay, recession. So recession
2: have- until they have declared it one. I'm
4: just saying? saying that we're just not going to define it. We use the indicators that the NBER, uh, uh, the Nas- National Bureau of Economic Research, have, have used.
0: Okay, she's not going to define it. But whether she defines it or not, there is a definition of recession. That has been the commonly used definition of recession for a hundred years or something like that. And it's basically two quarters in a row where things are not going up. That's pretty much back to back two of those recession. That's pretty much how it works. Uh, Here's more from Corinne Jean-Pierre.
1: Next week's a very big week for the economy. So I read the C.E.A. blog. Is the White House trying to change the common definition of a recession because next Thursday the GDP numbers coming out are going to show that we've been in a recession.
4: So let me say this. You know, the strength of our labor market along with the other economic uh, factors is what what we generally see in a recession or even a pre a pre what. It's not what we generally see in a recession or even a pre-recession because we're seeing the strength of the economy and the labor market. So that's really important uh, to note there.
0: It's just nothingness. It's just endless nothingness. That was the whole point of that clip. Like they will literally define, redefine words right in front of you. This is what they do. But you can't be surprised by this. If someone says the two plus two is five, you might start thinking, geez, I'm not sure that I want to trust this person when it comes to defining other words. Here's uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and I love showing clips of her because uh, a few months back she had hope that we weren't going into recession. I'd like someone who's doing something about it in charge of the Treasury, but she had hope, which it's always good to have hope. You've got to have hope, right? I've seen Shawshank Redemption. Hope is good. Hope is a special thing. We all know it. Very important to have hope. Otherwise, you're not going to get out of that jail that you've been improperly imprisoned for decades. You've got to have hope. She has hope. By the way, someone yesterday at the end of the show, remember they said that she looks like uh, the Lemonhead guy from the candy? We checked it after. She does. So I want you to take, when you're done watching the show today, I want you to take a picture of Janet Yellen and then pull up the uh, Lemonhead guy. Uh, Her head, because her head is kind of like this and like this, very lemon heady. Anyway, here's Yellen.
4: Um, A a common definition of recession is two negative quarters of GDP growth, or at least that's something that's been true in past recessions. When we've seen that, Mm -hmm. there has usually been a recession, and many economists uh, expect second quarter gdp to be negative first quarter gdp was negative so we could see that happen and that will be closely watched but i do want to emphasize what a recession really means is a broad-based contraction yeah. in the economy and even if that number is negative we are not in a recession now and um i i would you know, one that we should be um, not not characterizing that as a recession. I understand that,
0: but you're splitting hairs. I mean, if the technical definition is two quarters of contraction, you're saying that's not a recession.
4: That's not the tech. No, that's not the technical definition.
0: Yes. It is the technical definition. And that's exactly what you said right before that. The technical definition, if the gross domestic product goes down, basically, for two quarters in a row, it's a recession. So she basically was like, if the gross domestic product goes down two quarters in a row, it's a recession. But this thing, which it's got, we know is going down back to back, it's not going to happen. What? I mean, you know, when Chuck Todd has to ask you a follow up question, you really stepped in it. Here's the elderly man pretending to be president talking about how we're not going into a recession, even though everyone knows we're going into a recession. Mr. President, we're getting right. GDP numbers on Thursday. How worried should Americans be that we could be in a recession? We're not gonna be
2: in a recession, uh, in my view. Uh, we are, uh, the employment rate is still one of the lowest we've had in history, it's in the 3.6 area. Uh, we still find ourselves with people investing. Uh, my, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to a steady growth. And, uh, so see, we'll see some coming down, but I don't think we're going to, uh, God willing, I don't think we're going to see a recession.
0: There's nothing more comforting than an elderly man with a horrible camera angle, sitting back like this, choking on his own phlegm, scratching his head while he tells you that we're not going into a recession, which if you saw that episode of Seinfeld, when people lie, they touch their face and the bigger the lie is the higher up on their head that they scratch or touch. Uh, and he said, well, I hope we're not going <laughs> God, these people are terrible. But here's a non-terrible person. Uh, you may remember my guest uh, from a week or two ago, Patrick Bett David, who uh, is a phenomenal entrepreneur uh, and f- uh, founder of Valuetainment TV. Uh, and he knows an awful lot about the economy. He had a great Twitter thread uh, on what's going on here. Let me read this to you. Uh, he said, I called this six weeks ago. White House is afraid of recession. It's been known for decades that the definition of recession is two consecutive quarters of GDP declining, but the current administration is working very hard to change the definition. Google definition of recession. You'll see the following trend. Almost every dictionary starts with, quote, a recession is often defined as real GDP falling for two successive quarters, but they have a new sentence added to it. Here it is. But the National Bureau of Economic Research defines a recession as a significant decline in economic activity spread across the economy lasting more than a few months normally visible in real GDP, real income, employment, industrial production and wholesale retail sales. In other words, the White House believes is too lazy to research for themselves. Very convenient. Meanwhile, the poor keep getting poorer and politicians keep gaslighting low and middle income families. Call a spade a spade and a recession a recession. So the reason I thought this was important was because, A, of course, showing their nonsense, like showing how they don't believe what they're saying, how they will change words and definitions right in front of you. But I thought what Patrick uh, pointed out there about how now when you start Googling things, you see different definitions for things is really interesting because this is the world we're in right now where there's an information war on top of everything else where if it is known that a recession was you know, two consecutive quarters of the GDP shrinking. That's the way we've always thought about it. So now you're a, you're a thoughtful person in 2022, and you want to find out, well, it seems like Janet Yellen might be lying or Joe Biden might be a little confused. I'm going to jump on the computer machine, and I'm going to do a little typing and the clicking and all that stuff, and I'm going to find out what it, what it actually means. But then if they go in and through algorithms and through big tech collusion can actually change the definition in real time right in front of you, you will not know when a recession is a recession. All that being said, I would prefer not to be in a recession. Alas, here we are. Uh, But let's do the positive part because that's what we do here at The Rubin Report. It ain't working. People are seeing it and it ain't working. And even on CNN, they are starting to show it because they can't hide it much longer.
4: Chris, Eliza, um inflation affects every American directly. Yep. Uh, the Biden administration is trying to point out the diff. The definition of a recession is nuanced but i gotta tell you i i struggle with this i get that why they want to do it from a political perspective but like you can't fake this
0: no i was just i was laughing to myself with the in my view thing that caitlin highlighted because it's like well in my view i should be drafted into the nba like the (laughs) nba NBA executives didn't agree with that right right. (laughs) like it doesn't really matter what you think it's there's a there is a technical definition two straight quarters of negative economic growth They clearly believe that that is likely to come to pass later this week. They're trying to pre-bud it. To your point, we get why they're doing it politically. Right. At the same time, we have these terms for reasons. You don't have to like it. Of course they don't like it because the economy, you know, Joe Biden's Biden's handling of the economy was at 25 or 30 percent in our most recent poll. Like, yeah, it's a problem for them. This adds to the problem. But you don't get to change the nomenclature in the middle of, campaign because it doesn't work for you
2: well
4: and again your voters are going to feel what they feel in their lives exactly
0: so that guy chris Elizabeth, he's one of these like nothing people like he gets everything wrong trump derangement syndrome you know just his whole world has been based around trump but i'd like to give credit where credit is due and yes when they're telling you on CNN, hey, hey uh, Biden administration, you can't actually just like redefine the terms right in front of our eyes. You can't do that. Now, of course, they can, they'll just keep doing it because they'll just keep lying. And eventually the media will just follow along because they're lapdogs. Uh, but it hit me as I was watching that clip. Hell, if, if we were to say hell exists, hell for me would be sitting on a CNN panel every day. I, don't, I honestly believe there is not one, they could not pay me $10 million a year to do that job. million a year, I would not do that job. You'd have to shoot me and prop my dead carcass up, sort of like they do with Biden every day. They'd have to just put me there, weekend at Bernie style, and I'd just be sitting there between stelter and tapper, and my head would be bobbling, and that's what they would do. I would never take a job to sit there with those people. But the point is, okay, so they lie about, what an actual definition of recession is. And then they also have to lie about the results of their policies. So you know, the Democrats are no longer, Biden is not defending the border. Remember, there was this orange man and he wanted to defend the border. And he actually was defending the border, but they called him racist the entire time. And it was very odd because they also said we were a systemically racist country. So why were all these people trying to come here and nobody was trying to leave? The whole thing was very, very confusing. Uh, But then eventually what happens with all of these Democrat policies is you start seeing the results of, say, defunding the police, say, allowing all these illegals to come into the country, say, not uh, policing properly and all of the stuff, all of the stuff. So what happens? Well, in New York... Here is the guy that they thought was the moderate because he was following a crazed socialist, Bill de Blasio. Here is New York City Mayor Eric Adams. And he's upset because the city's being overrun by these immigrants that they keep letting in. Why? We can't have uh, the historical, um, I believe people should be housed, but just don't house them on my
1: block. Everyone blocks, everyone's block is going to be impacted by this. And so we have to add our... Advocacy uh, with our uh, ability to help our neighbors and we need everyone on board with this you know because uh, as I stated last week our schools are going to be impacted our healthcare system is going to be impacted uh, our infrastructure is going to be impacted uh, but we're willing to do our job and we're going we're to do our job and we're going to need all New Yorkers to be with us on this.
0: Here, can I can I curse today? Can I do one F bomb today? I'm getting I'm getting me okay. Get the fuck out of New York City if you live in New York City. If 4 years or however many years of De Blasio wasn't enough and and all the lockdowns and the crime and what's going on on the subways wasn't enough. Do you hear what this man is saying? We're going to do what we got to do. What do you mean? For the people that voted you in? For the citizens, the legal citizens of New York City, or for all the people who are rampaging through, who then you're going to give all these services? And what are you saying? You're going to you're going to move them into the Upper East Side? You're going to move them next to George Jefferson and Wheezy? I've been trying to get a Jefferson's reference in in a while. You know what I'm saying? You, is that what you're saying? That is what you're saying. You're going to do what you got to do for people who are not citizens of this country. You must leave New York City if you are a sane person. They will take all of your money. They will move criminals next door to you and they'll probably eventually kill you that's what they're doing that's what they're doing and they'll lock you down and the rest of it but it ain't working that's why this is the positive part of the show. It ain't working because enough people are seeing it and people are fleeing. And New York City is losing so many people because New York, you know, if you live in New York City and you're making money, so you're a productive person, you're paying federal income tax. You're paying uh, state New York in- income tax. You're also paying New York City tax. Often you could be taxed at something like 60%. I mean, it's it's completely bananas. People are getting the hell out. They're bringing all their resources to Florida. Florida's flourishing. Pretty freaking fantastic. New York City has a 4% tax to just live in the city at certain caps of wealth. I mean, bananas. But anyway, people are seeing it and the machine is breaking down right in front of our eyes. Uh, Here is Cori Bush. She is a representative from Missouri. She is in the squad. The media loves her because she is a big government Democrat who thinks everything is racist. And even she now, she ain't into Joe Biden. And she's not happy that this clip got out there because she gets asked about Biden. And watch what happens to one of the advisors yelling in her ear and then take a look. Do you want to see Joe Biden run for a second term? Yeah, I, you know, that, that's an easy question. It's not going to take long. Do you want to see Joe I, Biden? I don't run? want
2: to answer that question because we have not. That's not. Yeah, I don't want to answer that question. OK, um, I mean, he's the president. and He has the right to to run for a second term. Absolutely. That's But I don't want to. I don't, wanna, I, don't yeah. I don't want I'd rather you not do that. Yeah, I know. Right. I got to get to
0: Doesn't that tell you everything you need to know about how the media operates with all of this stuff. Like, I don't want to answer that question. That's not bad. I'm not going to talk about that. It's all just, they, they hate Biden. They're done with Biden. He was a useful idiot to usher in their nonsense. And the question is, can Biden's administration just demolish everything so somehow these people can pick up the pieces or will we fight back? I think we're gonna fight back. The point of all of this, ladies and gentlemen, is that their campaign tactics are falling flat. They're not covering up the recession that they caused, even if they change the definition of recession, even if the media calls them out for it. And the democratic leaders are now calling out their own buffoonish president and they want to get rid of him. So this, it all sounds kind of scary to some degree. Again, we'd all like the machine to be working properly. I would find something else to do if it did. There's other things I could do. I don't know what I could do. What could I do? I feel like I'd I'd work in a field. I like gardening. I really like gardening. I I would probably be a gardener or a professional tequila taster. That would be good. But the point is people are waking up to it and that my friends, is good. Uh, we got some comments from the uh, Ruben Report locals community and then stick around for a cold close. It's an oldie but a goodie, as they say in radio. Uh, The mainstream media is already losing their collective minds because they are seeing the writing on the wall for the midterms. They are about to lose and are desperate to try to turn it into some kind of victory, even if their people lose badly. Yeah, that does seem to be generally what's going on here. But again, they can do anything beforehand. So you got to make sure you stay focused. You got to make sure you vote. I will also tell you that, you know, when I was at Sunshine Summit and Turning Point this past weekend, I met an awful lot of people who are running for school boards which is fantastic. That's showing you that regular people, these are not people who are inherently interested in politics. They're just going, whoa, whoa, whoa. I actually would prefer that my son remain, say, a boy than turn into a chick. So I'm gonna get involved at the school level. So this is, this is good stuff. Tiger says, Michigan wants to be in contention with California for the most abortion-friendly states in the country. The proposed amendment that will likely be on the no- November ballot is full-term, no parental consent. Yeah, I mean... That's not surprising to me. Just remember, the Democrats just, what was it, two, three weeks ago, tried to push a bill through the House that was going to be no restrictions on abortion at the federal level. I mean, it's absolutely insane, regardless of whether you think uh, it's federal or state or anything else, that you would have no restrictions. And also the thing about parental consent, man, they, wanna, they literally want to chemically castrate your kids put them on puberty blockers and then make sure that your 15 year old daughter can get an abortion without, you knowing. that like, that's what they want. You think that you think that the train is out of control here? Math night says Beverly Hills voted not to enforce mask mandates. Well, that's good to hear. That's good to hear. I don't know that that can be overridden by the LA uh, Department of Health or whatever's going on over there, but I guess a little good news out of California is nice every now and again. that does remind me I have to Put a little cash in the escape Cali jar. Uh, guys, part one of my interview of former White House press secretary when they used to be saying back in the day, uh, Ari Fleischer is up right now. Uh, you know, I am going off the grid for August. So this Friday, uh, we'll have a big, massive, crazy, huge, adjective-laced show uh, for you. The usual time. Uh, then I'm gonna be doing drinks with the locals community uh, a little bit after that, that will be my official leave. And then I'm gone till September 1st. We've already booked the guests. We've got our local studio being built in Miami. We'll be doing that in person and I'll be getting back to some in-person interviews and a whole bunch more. And we'll make some other announcements and all that good stuff. And now we leave you on this Tuesday because we didn't bludgeon you enough with CNN and The View today. Here's one more.
2: See, Dr. Jill becomes a surgeon general. His wife. Yeah. Joe Biden. Joe Biden's wife. Because she, you know, she he would never do it. But she, she, yeah, she's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. She's a doctor and a PhD. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't, oh, I
3: don't know. I could be wrong. I ADHD. thought she was a she so. She's, she's oh. a teacher, but,
2: you know.
0: Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.